What's up, everyone, and welcome back to episode 17 of the reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. I am your host, Kai, and joining me again is the incredible Viz. How are you doing, Viz? Hello, everyone. I'm pretty much exhausted from uh, last night's upload. <laughs> uh, disaster. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the stuff took much longer than anticipated, and then uh, Premiere Pro didn't really want to cooperate, and I had to fix stuff, but at last, midnight, uh, the upload was finished and done and public. Yay! (laughs) So yeah, I'm a bit exhausted, but it's, it's going well. Thank you. How about you? Yeah, I totally hear you. I have been super busy with work, so... You know, just been dealing with that and just trying to find time to, you know, for us to both sit down and talk about this incredible game that we both love. Um, mm-hmm. It's been difficult and now we found some time. So I'm super excited to record this uh, this episode with you today. It has been it has been a while, but mm-hmm. hey, when work calls, then <laughs> you don't have time, unfortunately. Exactly. Real life is still a thing, despite the circumstances. <laughs> So what's been uh, going on over at Cosmo Canyon Observatory lately? Um, not much for the public until yesterday or mm-hmm. last night, midnight, because we had a lot to work, a lot to catch up on. I had a hiatus, as um, I probably talked about last time. Um, I had to finish the script. I had uh, Kudakuma had to record the script. Then Rimuel had to... Um, do all the editing work, which mm-hmm. took quite a while because we changed up a few things, how the title is presented and all the other effects and stuff and texts. Mm-hmm. So it's it was quite 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 a lot of work, initial work, but the the uh, following videos should not take as long because most of the work is already done and the templates and stuff. So. Should be more frequent, mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the script for the next three videos is already done. Like, it's one analysis, but it's so long that it needs to be cut into three yeah. parts. It's about Aerith, and Aerith is the most important ent- entity in the remake, mm-hmm. at least according to Nojima-san, and, and it shows. Oh my god, I can't wait to see this video. I've been waiting for so this, long. This one is real. <laughs> this one is real doozy. <laughs> and Cloud and Sephiroth and the ending will still follow, and those will be just as much of a doozy. But mm-hmm. yeah, it takes time. And as we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16 analysis will also uh, be into works soon. Oh my gosh! So yeah, patrons wanted to do this, so <laughs> I oblige. <laughs> So you have your work cut out for you is basically what you're mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> Definitely, as always. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked your latest upload video about the whispers. It was incredible. So if you guys haven't watched this video yet, you really need to get on YouTube and just search Cosmo Canyon Observatory and check out that amazing video and also all the other amazing content that this has on his YouTube channel at Cosmo Canyon Observatory. All right, guys, so some people have been asking about the best way to support us here at the podcast. So the best way to support us is to like, sub, and share the podcast. It is free, and it is the absolute best way to help support us. 
And yeah, so today we will be focusing on the story of part two of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. We will be discussing some of the major story beats from the original Final Fantasy VII after leaving Midgar and whether we think they will play out the same in the next part. We will also be doing a little bit Uh, like a little light predicting on where Square Enix may take the story in part two of the remake. And we'll discuss which original Final Fantasy VII characters may get more fleshed out stories as well. And we will be at the end talking about the reveal of Final Fantasy XVI at the PS5 showcase event that happened this past Wednesday. All right, so the first part we're talking about is major story beats in Final Fantasy VII after leaving Midgar. That will be in part two, so I'm going to let you, Viz, start this off. All right, let's do this. Uh, Last time, we already talked a little bit about, um, like, two versions of part two, a shorter Mm -hmm. and a longer version, so what they could could do, in light of some interviews, was it, I think? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I need to reiterate a few things so we can go into this whole thing. So as said last time i can only see two versions for part two either from the calm uh, from the nibelheim flashback and calm up to nibelheim itself mm-hmm. like uh, a nice nice book end starting nibelheim five years ago end up in nibelheim today and see what's changed or what hasn't changed <laughs> and i'm pretty i this this could turn out pretty pretty nicely and give give them room to f- really flesh out everything mm-hmm. in between and we'll go over this in the next section um the second part i can only see for story reasons and reasons i also um went over in my very first final fantasy 7 remake video mm-hmm. uh, game and game talk one where i talk about three parts i can only see the two second part also ending at the whirlwind maze where the meteor gets summoned also spoilers so if you don't want to get spoiled <laughs> just go away now <laughs> or to, or just or just uh, stay here and get spoiled and forget about it until you played. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> I mean, the game's been out. The original has yeah. been out for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> and most people who uh, listen to this podcast know practically everything about the original to remake anyway. So or we've already spoiled so. everybody on this podcast. <laughs> we did in the previous <laughs> previous episodes, especially episodes number I think thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. Yes yeah yeah oh <laughs> we went <gosh>. overboard <laughs> yeah anyway um this uh this part two world mint maze exactly um the problem is there are a lot of people who think it could end at Aerith's death but for storytelling reasons reasons mm-hmm. and for also gameplay reasons i don't think this is a wise wise idea um first Yes, it is a tragedy and it shocks people and, and, and all of that, but the aftermath is completely gone if the game ends. And then the third game comes out in, I don't know, in another two years. Mm-hmm. And then this shock of her death and everything has settled and exactly. you're not invested anymore. Yeah, I so totally you need agree. To, you need to keep playing and feel her loss in gameplay as you did in the original. This is so vital to the Final Fantasy VII experience, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the story arc of the reunion is not over. This is the main story arc from Nibelheim onwards to 
um, the whirlwind maze. It's the reunion where you first see the uh, the black cloaked people actually see them and uh, utter Sephiroth reunion, <laughs> or however they will they will uh, sound like. Yes, and the black materia. None of that is solved. Nothing is solved when uh, at the Forgotten Capital yeah. where Aerith dies. Nothing. It, it needs to go forward. This mm-hmm. is why I, I think part two, if they really go part as a t- section after section after section without much um, fleshing out, they could make it up to the whirlwind maze. But there's a lot, a lot of content in there. Yeah, there so is. That's, yeah, so that's why it. That's probably why they why Nomura said they could either uh, turn out more or uh, num- more numerous episodes or mm-hmm. games, but shorter ones. And then we don't ha- we wouldn't have to wait as much. Or longer wait times, longer games, and fewer fewer games. But yeah, it's. He personally wants to get it out sooner, as we talked about last mm-hmm. time. So, the more uh, the more time goes on, I kind of uh, err on the side of four parts. And yeah, yeah. Max uh, maximum two years in between, because if you have four parts, it would it's, this would be around six years from now when it's finally over, and this is a long time. Almost as long as uh, the first one took, like from inception to release. It's uh, five and a half years, I think. They rele- they uh, revealed it in 2015, but they were, were mm-hmm. already in the conception phase or brainstorming phase, whatever, pre-production phase in 2014. So it was around almost five and a half, almost six years. And this is pretty good for a nice big AAA title. Like God of War also took like six or seven years. Horizon took around this one eight years for uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I could could go on. So for a little bit shorter games, more like packed with content in each area, I should it should be possible two years, especially if they can already start with pre-production during um, pre-production for the next one Mm -hmm. before the previous one is even out, because pre-production teams don't really have much to do when they are doing all the, the model work and the um, texturing and t- like actually producing the game. Yes. Because that the concept artist doesn't really need to do anything anymore by that, that time. Exactly. I think. Well, that was probably already all done. Yeah. Like a while ago. Like, I, I feel like that's that's been finished and like that was finished of it, probably sorry, yeah. were, was already like started or in the process of you know, being created when they were developing the first part. You know what I'm saying? They probably already oh, had sure. ideas and they were like, you know, there was there were people working on that stuff back then. So Yeah. Um at, at least on paper. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they 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 know where it where it, the, the story goes and know what will be there. They just don't really know how many uh parts there will be. Exactly. And it's, it really seems like they're going for a model where they could theoretically end at multiple places, like they have uh, multiple versions mm-hmm. in terms of uh, gameplay and balancing probably planned out a little bit. And also story-wise, um, 
what they also could do, like really, really go for an episodic approach. But this, I, I wouldn't like that. Like, yeah, each year uh, we get another ten hours of uh, of gameplay, and yeah. it just uh, stops like uh, end of season or something. And uh, we just keep our uh, our saves and can uh, just move forward. Mm-hmm. Like this was a full game, and the rest is our expansions and DLC. People have talked about it. It is possible, but I, uh, I wouldn't like this mm-hmm. personally. I prefer a trilogy or a quadrology. I think mm-hmm. it's called. And really f- uh, finished, finished games, and people can uh, play by whatever, wherever. Yeah. Because if there are DLC, you have to have the base game installed on your on your system and the rest right. too. And the other way around, you just can just play part three whenever you want. Yeah. If it's your favorite part and you know the rest, you don't have to install everything else and maybe even start fr- uh, fresh when you don't have a um a safe a save file. Unless they kind of provide uh default setups to jump in at any point but this would also be kind of strange and moot to the experience because then you start with something you didn't create yourself you didn't build up your characters yourself so Mm -hmm. i can't really see it as being uh, the feasible option so yeah anyway yeah i talked we talked a lot (laughs) about this last episode as well and i've that's true like i talked about you know my reservations i guess about it being four parts and financially, you know, we talked about if they would actually did, be yeah. able to do that or not. Um, but then I was sitting down and I was just going through the story beats in the main, like in the original Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII, just to kind of refresh my memory because it's been a while since I played it. Like I, I bought it for Switch when it came out and I got so yep. far in it and then I stopped playing it. And, you know, I play, I've played it multiple times and finished the game a lot, but... Um, I didn't actually get to finish it before remake came out, and then I just focused on doing playing remake. So, um, I was just looking, and there's there are a lot of story beats. There's a lot of characters, and there's a mm-hmm. there's just a lot of story happening in this game. And I just don't, I just, I don't even know if it's going to be possible for them, like you said, to do it in three parts. Like, I hope so. You know, and cool, and it's like it's it's fleshed out and it's long. You know, like the the like the first part, mm-hmm. or even longer. <laughs> yeah, or even longer. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that. And it's so, it's so um, crazy to me as well because there's already so many characters in the original Final Fantasy VII that they they did feel the need to kind of pull in these new characters from the compilation. You know, mm. which is which is awesome, which I love. But there's also still characters in the original game that they can use as well. That like I just don't think everybody's gonna get the screen time in the yeah. other parts that were in the original game. Um, and we'll talk a, a little bit about that later when you know we're gonna discuss um, the original characters that may get more fleshed out stories, or if they might have you know new characters in the game or not in the next part. Um, but I totally agree with you. I think that Worldwind Maze is a a good place to kind of end the second part. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> to get through <laughs> up until that point of the game, though, that I just mm. I'm hoping that I think that that would be a great 
way to finish, I think, part two, but there's so much in between. Like I was just going through it all and I'm like, oh my God, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff um, in this game. It is, it is, so, yeah. Uh, I've I've written down um, the main main points of uh, story points or locations, mm -hmm. so I may quickly go yes, through this yes. to get an idea. So first we have, of course, the flashback. This is pretty lengthy. Then Chocobo Ranch, the Solom, the Mines, which hopefully will get expanded upon a little bit. Then Junon to Costa del Sol. You can also count Fort Condor in there if it's get getting fleshed out. Then North Corral, the whole gold saucer and this, uh, the desert. Then we have Gongaga, with, which could uh, get uh, pretty beefed up because of, uh, of the sack references and everything, his parents. Then we go to Cosmocan, which is very important to Red 13 and the livestream and, and our understanding of the planet. And the G-Tribe, which could also receive a pretty beefy fleshing, fleshing out. Mm -hmm. And then Nibelheim. This is also... All of those pretty diverse uh, environments and even the different biomes in contrast to Midgar where, where there are not too much differences between the areas. There's scrapyards and slums and there's the, the high, um, very modern Shinra, um, Shinra building and yeah. the, the, the underground lab and stuff, but it's not as diverse as the outside world. No, exactly. So it, is, it really is a lot. There's, they can't reuse as many assets as they could here. That's also another, um, another point. Then after Nibelheim, we have Rocket Town, Wutai, the Gold Saucer again, Temple of the Ancients, Bone Village, the mm -hmm. Forgotten City, Icicle Inn, then the Great Glacier, which is big, Gaia's Cliff, and then the Whirlwind Maze, which, mm -hmm. which has a lot of story in there. So it is a lot. That's why I'm thinking it's going to be more than just three parts. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm probably. thinking, like, <laughs> really, they could probably end at Nibelheim and then after that have mm. part three being up until Whirlwind Maze. And then part four is like everything after that. Just the rest, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which would be, mm. I think, ideal because there's so much there that they could, they could really stretch out, I think, up until Nibelheim. And that could be a complete game, like 40 hours or so, like the first part. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. there's enough there to be able to do that. On top of that, Nibelheim is also extremely underutilized in the original. Just mm -hmm. go there. Oh, it looks still the same. You can talk with everyone. All those black cloaked people are weird. Even the exactly. black cloaked children and yes. stuff. And, the, uh, and of course, the Shinra Mansion is pretty cool. You get mm -hmm. Vincent there in optional battle. Yes. You have the, uh, the riddles and stuff. But it's still, story in terms of story, there's practically nothing there. It's okay, true. Yes, Zephroth throws a destruct material at you and uh, mm -hmm. gobbledygooks out of there. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. it's so strange in the original. It, it has so, so much to it. Like It's so important. It's Cloud and Tifa's hometown exactly. where everything happens. And I mean, it's, think it's about deep. what they could do with Vincent, right? Like, if that's yeah, how you yeah, find sure. Vincent, like, I mean, like, they're going to yeah. have to go into detail about, you know, like, uh, why he's there, maybe, and do, like, uh, I don't know, like, a story arc where, you know, how we find out about in, in um, the cave, which comes later about Lucrezia, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know if they would, instead of doing that, then they could, like, do something there there instead i i'm not sure 
at least parts. I, I think yeah. you could. Because um, in the game, when you're playing the original, yeah. you're just like, what? You're like, he's oh. He's just there. He joins yeah, because of there. Hocho, and then it's. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because he's optional. They didn't have the time to really flesh him out, and they had to cram everything of his backstory into this uh, short um, story sequence in the Lucretia's cave. Exactly. Lucretia's cave. Yes. <laughs> called Lucrezia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The, uh, Vincent has so much potential, of course. Yuffie too, but Yuffie has been fleshed out already. Yes. A little bit in the original and exactly. in Crisis Core. Vincent did get some fleshing out in Dirt of Cerberus, but not too much. Yeah, well, uh, they did a little bit of justice for him there. Yeah. So with Hojo, Lucrezia, and, and Grimoire, his uh, dad, I think, his mm -hmm. father. So yeah, but there is there is a lot of potential. So and when we compare this to this remade Midgar, we have Mako Reactor One mission, this uh, with uh, the escape Sector Seven slums, the Sector Seven plate with Jesse, then Mako Reactor's uh, Five mission, Sector Five slums, Wall Market, the Sector Seven pillar uh, um, defense with uh, yeah sewers and train graveyard, but yeah. <laughs> Um, underground lab is new. Some slum quests, climb to the plate, sewers again. Yeah. And then the general building in the highway. So there's not too much in there if we compare it to Flashback, Chocobo Ranch, Juno, and Costa del Sol Gold, Sausagon, Gaga, Cosmican, Nibelheim. That was it's really almost, fast. <laughs> it's almost the same. Like, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. But I... I for I have a video planned where I um, make make a case for four parts, like in depth and yes, in terms of content, and then I try to compare content with a remake Midgard to Nibelheim to Nibelheim, like if if there is even an equal amount of uh, dungeons, um, locations and stuff, yeah, and areas and story, and then lay out why. Until Whirlwind Maze would probably be too much. But it's on surface level, it looks too much, but uh, mm -hmm. I really need to calculate those, those things and yeah. try to, like, let's say from, from Aerith's Church to the Sector 5 slums, like, this part is essentially a two part dungeon with something in between. And then you need to find uh, an equivalent area where there's also, like, kind of two part dungeon, but still one. So we can actually compare and then calculate on top of that all the expansions and then, yeah, it's, it, it looks like Nibelheim would be a good cutoff exactly. point in terms of content. And I, I came to the same conclusion as well because I was going through, like I said, just the main story beats in order. And for things in the original, in, you know, parts of the story where things were just, it, it, it like happened in just minutes. You know, like in the remake part one, these things happen over like hours. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Because they've added so yeah. much. They've stretched the stories out by fleshing the characters out more and things are kind of taking more time. So mm. in looking at that, then I was like, okay, like, I don't know if Worldwind Maze for the end of part two is really attainable if they're going to kind of slow down and take more time to to spend with these characters and flesh the characters out and just extend the stories. I just think, yeah, like you said, it's like Nibelheim kind of seems like more 
of a better option, I guess. And then instead having four parts instead of three. Yeah, I wouldn't mind personally. I I would love if it's four parts. I just, I hope, fingers crossed, that we get, you know, a fully complete story and just, but we just, we just don't know, right? Until it's over and then we can kind of make our own um, resolutions about everything and how we felt about it. And if it did Mm. really kind of achieve what we kind of wanted, you know what I mean? But I just don't know. Well, I guess we'll see, but I'm really hoping, yes. And also, like, this is an, it's a new console generation, you know, that's starting now. So, yes, part one happened, but it originally came out for PS4. So how long is the PS5 going to be around for? So maybe we'll have, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake series as, like, throughout the whole life cycle of PS5, you know, which would be pretty maybe, cool, yeah. you know? Plus <laughs> 16, we'll have 16, and then we'll also have... A new Final Fantasy to look forward to for the whole life cycle of the PS5 because we're going to have the multiple parts of the series come out. So it's like we're still getting Final Fantasy content as well as 14 that I'm sure they will continue to update and add expansions to as well. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I see the arguments for both sides, but I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, I am hoping that we're going to get. Like, you know, more Yuffie and Wutai, which I think is super interesting. And they do mention the conflict there. And I think they're kind of planting the seeds of that story um, in the first part. You know, how they're using propaganda to... uh, Shinra is using, like, this propaganda to kind of brainwash the general public into believing that, you know, Avalanche is working with Wutai um, kind of behind the Mm -hmm. scenes. And... I think we're going to get a lot more of that, and I, I hope we do. Definitely, yeah. I want all the flashbacks. You know, I want the flashbacks. I want them to be fleshed out more so it's more clear about what is actually happening. Because in the original, it was, it was, sometimes it was difficult to, to gather, like, in the original, like, is, okay, what's happening? Is this a flashback? Is this not? Like, I remember the first time, like, I w- played through this with my friend. Like, I was just confused because I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Like, I didn't even realize who Zach was. Like, and that whole, like, you know, mm. like, Cloud essentially believing that he's Zach and all that stuff. Like, I didn't even gather any of that until I was later in life and you know the internet was made and then i could talk about these (laughs) things online and research this stuff and my friends kind of explain it to me you know so yeah i just hope that they keep most of that intact and they don't really tamper with that but they but they do take the time to really focus on the flashbacks and flesh these characters out definitely yeah do you think that we're going to get gameplay in in a flashback like in the in the original we did we were getting gameplay like a little bit of gameplay it's more like traversal a little bit of battle but mostly it's it's like we're just controlling the character and going through the story but we're in a flashback Mm. i would rather that than just them kind of showing us the story as a cutscene in a flashback you know what i mean oh for sure this flashback must be playable especially because of sephiroth too so we actually witness in gameplay, how strong he is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm just hoping that they don't, like, do, like, a cop-out where they're, like, they don't allow that, and they just show you story, 
of mm, during the flashback and then they don't like actually give you control of the characters because it's it's the ideal opportunity for a tutorial like show show you how battles work like mm-hmm. cloud is level one and in the original he has like 160 hp <laughs> and the dragon deals i don't know 3000 damage yes, to him or something exactly and then you know how to um how to attack how mm-hmm. to do this I, cloud will probably not be as much of a wimp in the remake because if if they make this playable and this acts as a tutorial if you can't really attack do anything and keep dying this is no fun it's probably and also because we already uh, have had a pretty strong cloud before yeah um it's probably balanced a little bit differently but still the dragon will probably obliterate cloud but the other uh, battles in the Nibelheim mountains will probably be less uh, deadly I, I think but still, Sephiroth needs to help Cloud all the way, so that you you really feel like, yeah, Sephiroth is the one that drags Cloud through everything, and without him, Cloud would be, I don't know, dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this, this is going to be interesting, definitely. All right, guys, so now we are talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 Story Predictions. All right, Viz, so you can go first again. Again? <laughs> and then I'll kind of chime in yeah. and just give you my thoughts and, uh, yeah. All right. So this is more like predictions um, in, in, in quotes because it's hard <laughs> to make predictions without really, really thinking about it. Exactly. Like with, uh, with the changes that are inevitably coming. Mm-hmm. But there are a few things that I find would find interesting if they flesh it out and uh, or like go into this direction. So first, I'd love to have a, a little side story in the Mithril Mine. Like, don't make Mithril Mine just mm-hmm. some dungeon you run through, yeah. talk to the Turks, and you're done. There needs to be at least a mini boss or something, mm-hmm. a bit, little bit of lore. Maybe you meet miners there, or yes. the miners are too scared to go inside because there's some uh, fire exactly. dragon inside there. It, I, I think it's it's the fire dragon. I, I forgot, forgot how it's called. Just dragon? I don't remember. Just this dragon thing that only appears at uh, in, in a certain area and not as frequent as the rest. So this could be the, no, the new uh, mini-boss there, yeah. or normal boss. And if you're done, then everyone can go back inside and mine, and from then on you might be able to maybe assist or mine yourself to get some resources i have no idea just just a little bit more to the mithril mines it would be really really nice so i predict there will be at least some um expansion if it's only lore that's fine too Mm -hmm. and that's something that so many people talked about just after um after the released uh, reveal trailer like the Midgar Solomon or Midgard Sormer, how it's called, or yes. Midgar Thormer, or however you <laughs> pronounce this, I don't really know. I'm no Norse guy or Swedish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do have some relatives in Sweden, but not natives. <laughs> we can get Robin. We can get Robin on just to... <laughs> That's true, true, yeah. Midgar Sormer. I think it is because I have I looked it up online and let it read it out loud for me, like this uh, robo voice, mm-hmm. but it could be wrong. Anyway. This Midgar Zolom needs to be fleshed out too, not just a shadow that runs around and if you um, hit it, you practically die because you're underleveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what always comes to mind is something similar similar to uh, the original Behemoth side quest in the Final Fantasy XV demo, not the final game, the demo, because in the demo, yes, I remember, uh, or or maybe ah uh, no both both together I think, because the, in, in the final game you you had also to st- to stalk him through the um, the fog, yeah, and then battle him uh, in in the re- ruins behind. I think mm-hmm. this was new. But like uh, like something you, it's hard to say because usually you go to Chocobo Ranch first, and then they mm-hmm. just tell you, oh, you need a Chocobo to pass this one, and then you already know. So maybe you get to the swamp first. Like the normal path leads you to the swamp. You could go to Chocobo Ranch, but the straightforward path is to the swamp. You enter, you see like traces of some real big thing. Maybe uh, bigger monsters that are just mauled to death, or skeletons, or something, and, you, and you you hear sounds, and maybe you you see like the the the, the back of the snake in the distance in the swamp, <laughs> like, similar to the uh, the Star Wars Episode Five on da- da- Dagobah, mm-hmm. Dagobah, yeah. We also see this uh, the like, the back of this uh, worm thingy in in the swamp. <laughs> Something like that, really mm-hmm. a, a eerie atmosphere where you know something is there, something is coming, and then at some point, probably triggered, the Midgar Solemn appears, and uh, you just probably just have to run because if you start fighting, it will just kill you. Maybe it will be not just a, a, a cutscene, but an actual battle, and you know you lose, and it just kicks you off somewhere. You know, okay, the, we 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 need to go through there, but. We need something else. We need a way around or something. Else. Then you try to go around and you find a Chocobo Ranch. Something like that. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Then you meet with a Chocobo, you're just too fast for, for the snake. You, just, you still have to, to look out, but you're too fast for the snake. This would be really, really nice. Then Fort Condor. Mm, optional? I don't know. Originally, it was optional completely because it just kind of a mini game which gives a tiny bit of lore mm-hmm. like yeah the Shinra want uh, want the materia or want the phoenix up, up, up top yes and they need to protect it but that's this was it and they could really expand on this like the same premise but actually taking part in in, in a Shinra battle or something like not just this this weird tower defense game from from above but maybe you're actually in there, like I think there's kind of a, a similar thing where you have to position your party members in Final Fantasy VI, and you have to uh, to avoid the um, the Imperial army or something. I vaguely remember it being a thing, like in in the mountains. Mm-hmm. You have to go through trenches. Like it, it's it's of course uh, minimalistic in on the Super Nintendo, but it's apparently it works. Something like that, maybe, or just kind of something similar but modernized and where you actually feel there is a battle going on we have to protect this and maybe it's something you can go back to even though backtracking it was a thing in the original but it was uh, cumbersome to be honest so it's um, maybe it's just a one-off thing maybe it's also a uh, I'll call it an endgame thing or post-game yes. probably now more like end game or before you go into to the last dungeon you can 
uh, backtrack to certain parts. Maybe through fast travel, I don't know, or the buggy. Because with the buggy you're probably pretty fast. And then just go back there and get your rewards. Uh, best weapon for whoever, I don't know. Just something. I, ne I need a little bit more of Fort Condor love. And yeah. more than just this really tiresome, cumbersome minigame. Yeah. Which had nice ideas, but it was so slow. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It could involve Yuffie. Like, you, you um, find her outside Fort Condor in the woods, like, before you get there. And she's totally against Shinra, uh, and so she wants to help out and everything. Problem is, there's no Yuffie arc if the game stops at Nibelheim. So right. she and Vincent probably have to wait until part three, if it, if it uh, splits there. Unless they can come up with, uh, like, a two-part arc for Yuffie. One is with, uh, like, stealing and Shinra stuff. Yeah. And uh, oh, also, right, right, the, the Shinra played up this whole Wutai stuff. And this could already play a big part in the, in the second game. Even if you're not in Wutai yet. Yeah. And this could involve um, Fort Condor. Like, uh, Wutai forces uh, help... Fort Condor out to fight back Shinra or something like that. Maybe even with the help of Avalanche. Maybe Bix is involved since he's now alive. <laughs> this would be also pretty cool, but I, I, I get to Bix later. Um, yeah, this, this could be a thing. Uh, two, two part or two story arc for Yuffie. Or two part yeah. character arc for Yuffie. I'd like that. Because she, ne she needs to uh, be there. Also, a few people had the idea, and I kind of warmed up to this. Uh, do you know the new threat mod for the original game? No. Oh, I, I know of it, but I haven't used it. Because it's, there, it, it has so many cool additions and some uh, story changes a little bit. And there, uh, Yuffie steals all your stuff, I think, materia and inventory, I'm not sure, or, or just all the materia, while you're asleep in Khan. So after the oh. after flashback, you go to sleep. And when you wake up, everything is gone and you have to like run after her and um, fight her there, like all your parties in the battlefield. And then you, you, you beat her and then she gives back, back your stuff. And I'm not sure if she runs away and you... Uh, no, I think you get, you get her there already. Okay. So this is, this is pretty cool. And something like that could happen also. Um, there were... Her, uh, in the initial idea or initial concept for Yuffie was... That she was a 25-year-old uh, ex-soldier turned mercenary, like kind of what Cloud is now. <laughs> and she's uh, wanted by, I think, Shinra or, some, or someone, or bounty hunters. And there's, there are all over the place, uh, can be, uh, some wanted posters can be found. And depending on where uh, or which wanted poster you found or uh, interact with or something, um, it uh, uh, was dependent on... or. This was like in, instead of you just finding her in in uh, in the woods and forests. Yeah. Depending on where you found those flyers or how many wanted oh, posters okay. or something like that, and it it uh, influenced her stats and where exactly you got her or something like that. This was the original idea, and they could kind of marry those two. Like you see wanted posters for a thief, and you mm -hmm. don't really know what to think about it. Yeah. Of course, those who know the original story, know her, know her immediately. And that, but they don't really think 
well, this doesn't really work in Calm if, if the game starts with a flashback and you just go to sleep and... Yeah. No, this wouldn't work. That's true. Because running to Calm at the start of the second game doesn't really work as a nice opener. There needs to be Nibelheim and the flashback, so... Yeah. But still, uh, waking up and she just took everything from you. Like, all the, yeah. all the potions, well, all the... Well, that's why I was thinking that that would make sense for them, because people were like, how are they going to have it so, you know, in the next part, like, all, you, all your equipment yeah, is... Exactly. <laughs> like, how are you going to transfer your save files so that you have everything that you got from the first part exactly. with you in the second part? Well, this, this is a way to do that if she steals mm -hmm. all your stuff. Um, but it's just trying to figure out, like, when to do that or what happens and also when you get it back do you know what i'm Problem saying is, yeah i i think she could sell sell off most of it and just give back a few things and this mm -hmm. is then probably just your not initial equipment but something exactly. that's on top of your initial equipment mm -hmm. that you have something to work work with and but this this could also be maybe later like in, in the Mythal Mines or on the Junon side of the mountain, maybe. Like where you first get her yeah. in the original anyway. Or the first uh, possibility you can get her. Mm -hmm. First opportunity. There's so it much they could do with her. It could be that she just like, does it at the beginning. Like, like you said, like there's something about, you know, there's a thief and stuff. And like she could be kind of spying on them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And kind of following them so they could show her like following them at the beginning of part two. And then she steals it from them like a lot earlier, even before. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like before it happens in the original, like. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But way before just... that, even before calm, when they go to sleep, like. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I'm just thinking. I'm just going with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there's, there are many possibilities. Uh, even in the original, the, the calm flashback wasn't like, continuous. There were breaks in between where, uh, mm -hmm. where we, we saw them sitting in, uh, in the area. It could also like kind of start, start off with uh, the flashback, and then just cuts off, and then we see, we see the, the, the party entering calm. And mm -hmm. then we just uh, run around a yes. little and go upstairs. And then... Uh, Maybe Cloud says, okay, let's uh, tell a story. And then you, maybe a few seconds of, of uh, flashback to what you see also saw before to make the connection. Oh, yeah, right. This is what he, he tells uh -huh. everyone. Yeah. And then they also um, enter Nibelheim first. Kind of like that. This could work. Then when they enter Calm, they see a few um, wanted posters of a thief. And people also, uh, also say maybe, oh, look out. There's a thief going around, or even the innkeeper may say, "Hey, uh, take care of your stuff. Uh, there's a there there have have been a thief a thievery going around here lately, or mm -hmm, something like that." Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it would kind of disrupt the flow of the flashback, but it could work. Maybe it's just uh, off the top of my head and stuff mm -hmm. uh, and ideas I had in the past, so it might not work like this. So yeah, this is Yuffie. <laughs> As I mentioned before, Gongaga should be mandatory and um, much more, not really exposition, but more like better connection to, to Zack and his, his parents. We saw him before and maybe even make the, uh, 
the interactions with uh, Tifa and Aerith mandatory. Mm-hmm. In the original, there was so many. There were so many um, parts or uh, dialogue pieces or scenes where all depended on who you had in the team, and you didn't get to know what the others had to say if you hadn't those in your battle team. Okay, which won't be the uh, won't be the case anymore because now everyone that's around will be in the cutscenes. Even seen right. this in. Uh, in Towards the end of the Midgar segment, where we had five party members, but only three in battle, and they had to separate them for whatever reason. It's because Aerith and Tifa have so much to say about Zack. Mm-hmm. And this would be very interesting, especially because I think there will be more allusions to Cloud's troubles and his glitches and memory stuff and Zack, but in a way that newcomers still won't make the connection because there's too much talk about yeah, Cloud is, is still this ex-soldier he told us all this, uh, this story from before he was there with Sephiroth and everything exactly. and we believe him Yes. and the other stuff, it's just mystery we just quite fit, but the others aren't quite sure still, well, Aerith would know, but um, she can't say stuff without breaking everything probably. Yeah, exactly so, yeah, it's, um, it's this, this, this would be this will be very, very interesting. Also, with Aerith's knowledge, uh, she... I don't really know how this works, because uh, Kitase said the main story beats, like, we will experience Final Fantasy, like, the main story beats will be there. We yeah. will experience the story, just differently, of course. But her knowing everything about Cloud and what happened in the original is... This this will be very, very interesting how they will mm-hmm. handle this. How much will she allude to? Will she say? Will she not say? Will she try to kind of... Yeah, well, she... I'm sh- I think that, like, she she is going to... They're going to show us that, like, she knows more than what she's leading on mm-hmm. to, to the party. And I think that she knows that she has to keep things in and not tell them certain things mm-hmm. because certain things in the original timeline have to play out. And that being that she has to die, right, for everybody to live. So I just don't, like, to save the world. So I just don't think that she's going to go out there and just kind of, like, tell them. I don't think so. I think that they're going to show more hints that she knows more. Maybe like they did in part one as well, that she she might share some things, but not a lot that's going to kind of unravel the, like, change change the fate or change mm. things from happening that could hurt the timeline, I guess, the original timeline from happening. Even though things have to change, though, things have to change because now of we course, have alternate timelines, course. right? So, yeah. But certain things... Yeah, we have has, a difference, yeah. Yeah, like, still have to happen. But the main thing still needs to happen because if if some parts don't happen, Sephiroth, Sephiroth will win because he exactly. still can do the same thing. And Aerith needs to be in the live stream because otherwise uh, Holy will still, uh, or Sephiroth will sit on Holy's, yes. Holy's butt and it will be too late. <laughs> Unless Sephiroth pulls something completely different, but I exactly. doubt it. Yeah, I but, wrote a little bit about yeah. this, I think. Um, Later. I think, oh. I think so, maybe not, okay. maybe not. Yeah. What also reminds me of in chapter 18, she drops so much knowledge, not really explicitly, but she alludes to so, uh, she really alludes to 
her um, knowledge being so vast that she already knows what Sephiroth is and Genova and everything. Not being questioned by the party, not really. So this could also kind of weave in with it, um, the flashback in Calm. A cloud telling about this and the others also asking Aerith how does she know that or maybe Aerith chiming in in some parts. I don't know, this could, could also be like some extra flavor. Yeah, exactly. Aerith has, Aerith has so, so many um, instances where she drops knowledge or stuff. Mm -hmm. even, uh, even Tifa uh, asks her, what are you not telling me? So she knows there's something off, but does, doesn't really follow up any time yeah. in, the, in the remake, in the first part. So there needs to be something later. Or that maybe she reveals that she knows stuff. Maybe she uh, explains a few things why this was possible or something, but mm -hmm. they still need to play it out so she can talk about it. Or maybe she does, so they might be able to like, take a different approach. Mm -hmm. um, I have it written down there, Temple of the Ancients. Yes. And yes. Especially that. And afterwards, where Aerith leaves in the original, this time she might not leave the others behind because she knows exactly what happens and maybe they could make the, do it differently and this could be like the red herring that we we, yeah. we might think she doesn't die there because exactly. the part is with them she, she's not there alone this and is exactly what i was happens. what i was yeah. going to say that i, I thought i wrote this oh, down I but i okay. didn't write it down okay. but no i don't see it here no <laughs> but this is exactly what i was thinking like that's why i don't think that this second part is going to end where she it yeah. gets killed because i don't I think that she's going to die still, but I think that it's not going to be the same way or Probably at the not, same no. time, which people are going to hate because that's like an iconic yeah. moment. But I just mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. like we're still going to get to re relive that mm -hmm. iconic moment because I think that she might be haunted by visions of this happening throughout the story. she knows it will happen and has like kind yes. of a... PTSD of something that's going to happen, which is weird, but <laughs> like visions. But we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get mm -hmm. that scene happening in HD <clears throat> in these in this oh, beautiful, sure. you know, image with these new these beautiful character models. Um, but I think mm -hmm. that she could potentially just be haunted by this dream, or she has visions of it happening, and she knows that ultimately from it she has to die. But she it just doesn't mm -hmm. happen the same way, and then things might end up being a little bit different there but we'll still get to relive that iconic moment because it's going to we're going to see it somehow oh, sure. <laughs> in some way or another yeah, yeah. exactly <clears throat> this is probably the the best or most sorry most interesting uh, prediction i can give right now because the rest is so nebulous and yes you can just speculate but this is something that really has substance that they could do it's such a good opportunity to throw us off mm -hmm. and obviously um, you're going to be talking about that in your Aerith video that's coming right <laughs> <clears throat> well not in terms of uh, the story beyond Midgar because this is not as okay. relevant but there's <laughs> there's a real real foundation that's, that I will bring to the table but <clears throat> Well, I might, after this podcast, I might, <laughs> might add a few sentences about that. This, this could, this could be, be something I could in there. Like, just 
now that this that this 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 fate stuff is gone, this might be possible. Just mm-hmm. throw exactly. in one or two sentences to yeah, like spark true. conversations. This this is this is a good idea. Thank you. Like you <laughs> said, now that fate is yeah. destroyed, I guess the whispers, so, right? So to speak, it's yeah. just like anything can happen. So yeah, it is not really. Fate per se, no. More like manufactured mm-hmm. fate, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't really want to spoil <laughs> like the main point of my next analysis. I could, I, I really want to, but it's 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 more interesting to. It's like, all good. We're we're looking yeah. forward to it. We're looking forward to <laughs> it. <laughs> try not to. I I I try to not make it too, make it take too long. Yes. So. Maybe a, a month, but uh, until every uh, all those three parts are out. I hope. I don't know. Let's see. Maybe, maybe faster. It, it all depends on on the editor mm-hmm. how fast everything will go. I hope it's fast. Anyway, <laughs> we're get, getting going off topic there. So, um, just uh, want to jump back a little bit because we still have uh, a few points that could be expanded on tremendously. Like I said before, Cosmo Canyon and G Tribe. I want more lore about the Chi tribe. Like maybe even a flashback of uh, like Bugenhagen tells uh, about the story, how they invaded and what happened. Mm-hmm. What I really would like to shortly play with Seto, mm-hmm. but before he abandons everyone to take the arrows, because this is a spoiler for Reds. Yes. Or maybe it's not, maybe afterwards. When... Uh, Bogenhagen tells Red the story. Maybe in, instead of just telling him, we go into ex, uh, the, ba- the battle. We see Seto and his mother, mm-hmm. and that she knows what she, he's doing. Then we play as him and then take take uh, the arrows and t- see him turn to stone. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm getting welled up already. This is such <laughs> an emotional scene. <laughs> yeah. Every time I, 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 I even think about this scene or even hear or think about the soundtrack, it's my eyes get wet every time. Mm-hmm. This is such... This is, I, I think you saw it too, my tweet about um, like the um, most... The, the soundtrack uh, uh, track that with, with the most feels, with the mm-hmm. most pop, uh, fi- favorite fighting, fa- favorite uh, field music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fields music is definitely Great Warrior. Mm-hmm. This is uh, interestingly, it didn't affect me at all when I first played it. Maybe not even the second time. Mm-hmm. But when I when I played it in 2015 again, this was really powerful. And yeah. then each time I, I um, watch someone else play, it's just just yeah. crushing. I think I cried more at that part when I played it. That like you know when I was a kid more than mm-hmm. when Aerith dies. <laughs> Well, I can. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I did. I did. I did. Like, I was still upset at that part as well, but I was mm. more shocked. Like, I was more in shock than I was like sad. Shock, and yeah. I, this was like I was just sad. You know, <laughs> like I felt so bad. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, this this red story. This this needs to be fleshed out a lot. Mm-hmm. This is so important. Mm-hmm. I think, um, especially if they stop at Nibelheim, that this needs to be like the last. That kind of like the, the the Shinra building with um like the memorial and the tour. Do you, you get to see everything and this um mm-hmm. this movie about um the stewards of the planet? This could be kind of something similar, just with more more gameplay, more story. Yeah. 
like the, the, the Bugenhagen's explanation could be kind of in the same vein. Also pre-rendered, of course. Mm -hmm. I, it's, I'm really looking forward to that. So, and then after that, we traveled to Nibelheim. This is then the last bastion, the last mm -hmm. like dungeon. Yeah. I, 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 I think we'll, st we'll still go through the Nibelheim mountains and in the reactor mm -hmm. to, to actually like wrap up on where the um, flashback ended. Like yes. That's, there's something happening there. Maybe not another Sephiroth battle because then it will get stale by the end, but something different. Definitely. And then we go back to, or maybe it's, it just, it just stops something. I don't know. It's, it's hard to predict how they'll handle this. And then when part three starts, Cloud wakes up alone in the Shindra mansion for some reason. Yeah. Maybe uh, runs around a little bit. Or can can go into into town to meet the others, or just goes around, and then we meet uh, Vincent. We meet all those uh, black cloaked people. We don't know what's going on. It's weird. And this sets off the reunion, and then we go to Rocket Town, meet Sid, and, Sid, and then this second uh, Yuffie arc with Wu Tai and mm -hmm. all those other things. I have some more stuff to add, like later when we're talking about original characters. Oh, okay. Um, That's nice. That might yeah. play into the story a little bit about Mount Nebel and the reactor yeah. and okay. all that stuff as well. So. Oh, right. I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. There's there's a lot to, uh, to go into, especially Cloud's past and Tifa and mm -hmm. her family and Cloud's exactly. family, her mo his, his mom, and there, she's not living there, but it still looks the same, and all this 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 creepy, creepy stuff yeah. going on. I wonder if it's going to be like, if it's just going to be, like I said, obviously it's going to be like gameplay and flashback sequences, but like that, if, if they like take the time to do this properly, like that flashback sequence is going to be a lot, it's going to last a long time <laughs> when it's like, you're, oh, you, yeah, you, you might forget that actually you're in a flashback. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm and saying? Because bam, it goes back to cloud in the, yeah. in, the in the inn who's, who's talking and everyone's like, mm. <laughs> Or it could yeah. be that they don't do that and they just give us pieces of the story from flashbacks kind of like they did in the first part when Cloud is kind of having flashbacks while he's in um, the first reactor, right? Like he's in the first, he's mm. there and he yeah, because we do get a flash of Tifa, right? With her dad. Yeah. And I, I do hope that they actually do go and allow us to play, but in a flashback. And they flesh Definitely. out the flashback instead of just giving us mm. pieces and you're playing in the present time. What I could, uh, what I can imagine is that they shorten the Mount Nebel portion a little bit. Like that it kind of feels the same length mm -hmm. as in the original, which, well, it could uh, run through this, those um, areas pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But in, in remake fashion, this will be pretty large. Yeah. So this will take a while. And stale, probably, and maybe boring. If you see Cloud dying over and over, and Sephiroth just slaying everything, and after the the tenth or twelfth fight, it's uh, meh. Okay, yeah, Sephiroth is strong now. What? So this it's probably going to be a little bit shortened. Maybe we, we although we do need to see how the uh, the bridge mm -hmm. breaks and the the Mako fountain exactly. down there they find exactly. And then maybe we skip all the the mountain part. Or 
maybe we just just see kind of a a collage or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is how is it called when you see just uh, clips of someone training f- over months until yes the... yes yeah there's there's a specific word like something like that where we see uh maybe uh clouds laying a little bug and, yeah. and he's happy and then cloud slays the dragon and cloud uh again like a flashback reel getting... or like a cutaway or kind something of or yeah some... yeah yeah like it it is a collage but that's like for pictures but i'm trying to think I, of it, what it is for yeah i i i know i know i know <laughs> the word but it's just doesn't want to yeah emerge from the depths of my mind <laughs> Anyway, you guys know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, I I do want I want like more Gungaga. I want more about Zach's background. I want mm-hmm. his more of his about his parents. I love the idea yeah. of having more Megar Zolom and have it like more fleshed out the Mithromine side story. Like, I think that's super interesting, and they could do a lot with mm-hmm. that. Definitely, and I think that they have. They they can really borrow a, some of the story elements from Crisis Core to kind of extend these stories mm-hmm. a little bit more um, about Zack and Cloud's past. So I think that they have an opportunity to be able to do that and really flush it out and kind of like make it more clear about kind of what's happening to Cloud. Um, yeah, but not not reveal that no, he was exactly yeah, just my kind of uh, play played up again, like show more. Mm-hmm. That's we still have something new yes to see yes of course it's not new in terms of story but new yes. in terms of what we presented just not that you're like completely confused and you have no idea what's happening i mean there's still going to be people that feel that way anyway but yeah sure i think <laughs> to make it more people. clear but still yeah. not giving too much away to yeah. spoil the story and it's still something new that we haven't seen before like you said yeah well because it's interesting, in, in the ending, we see Zack carrying Cloud already in soldier gear. And he had the same soldier gear as in his own um, dream flashback with his mom. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense, or it is coherent, and the player, who is none the wiser, still thinks, yes, Cloud was also a soldier, like, like Zack. Mm-hmm. And, but something is weird, because Aerith said Zack's name. He blocked it out. Aerith talked about uh, or asked about war bodies and Cloud denied. Yeah. So there's something weird going on. And they can really play up, the, mm-hmm. play this up. Like Zack is there. He is also soldier first class. But why doesn't Cloud remember him? What happened to him? And But still hammer into our heads that Cloud was a soldier first class. Like it, it's... It's so funny. There are so mu- so many instances. Some someone should uh, mm-hmm. should do um like a, co- a collection of scenes where Cloud says that he's a soldier or was ex-soldier or is asked about being soldier. This mm-hmm. comes up so many times. It's really hammered into your head so yet that you believe he is mm-hmm. that you can't think anything differently, even if some uh, if Hojo alludes to something different. And this is. Yeah, as I said, it's 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 a point that can really play up and uh, kind of bring into a, a different direction, but still uphold the mystery for newcomers. Yeah, and this also plays into Yuffie because Yuffie knows Zack. Yes, exactly. She has seen him when he was when she was, I think, eight or something, mm-hmm. just uh, eight or ten, and they had interactions and uh, uh, they clashed numerous times, and she always wanted to. Got, what was it? steal something or just be better i, I don't yes. remember it has been a while since i played crisis core but yeah. there's there's been so many interactions she also i think she 
yes, there's there's a, a mission where she employs Zack to deal with something. I get, I think. Because you get emails from her. Yes, and I forget now. Yeah, I, I really should should rewatch uh Crisis Score because I have all the recordings here. But I still need to, yeah. to find time to actually go through all the scenes and stuff. And it's yeah. It's not easy. To bring everything under one umbrella. Anyway, that's not the point. Point is <laughs> that Yuffie if she if she joins the uh the party, maybe even before Junon, there are so many opportunities, or at least in Gongaga, where they interact with Zack's parents. I still think this should be mandatory. Yeah. Tifa has something to say. Aerith has something to say. Yuffie has something to say. All know all those know Zack. Barrett and Red 13 don't. Mm-hmm. And Ketchy doesn't. Uh, well, he should, because Reeve should know Zack, I think. I think he's uh, with Shinra long enough and he should know about the soldiers first class. So he also knows, but he shouldn't know because the others don't know he's a Shinra spy, so he's also out of the picture. So there are, all the three girls know, know about Zack, so mm-hmm. they could just play him up as a, like a player. He know, the three girls know him, but the others don't. So yes, and he is his kind of a player, a, a, a nice one. He's not really a player like in a neg- negative sense, mm-hmm. but he's a womanizer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has a thing with women, so uh, it's, this could also uh, get into play a little bit, like on at the edge of the narrative or something. I don't know. There's a lot to mm-hmm. to get into. All right, guys. So now we are going to be talking about original Final Fantasy VII characters that may get more fleshed out stories in part two. So I will go on with my list first. So first on my list is Zach. So obviously we talked a lot about Zach just then. So I'm really hoping we get more about Zach. And I also put uh, Zangin on here as well. So I will tell right. you I will tell you why because right. <laughs> his concept art was actually included in the Final Fantasy VII Deluxe Edition art book and mm-hmm. he wasn't included in the game and I think that he was actually supposed to be included in the game but they didn't they they cut him out maybe. Um so this I mean it's already it's already been made so I'm kind of hoping that they do give a little bit more background about him and because there's just so much mystery, right? We don't know anything. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything. And obviously in the nope. original, he's included in the story because it's, you know, he's helping Tifa and training Tifa. And, but we just don't know, like, why. And we don't know. Yep. It says that he had, like, he, he teaches, like, 125 students around the world. But, like, we don't know, like, who else is he teaching? Like, is there anybody else in this world that he's uh-huh. kind of taught, you know, as well? Not that we know of. Yeah, I don't and then remember anything. I I did also I also said Mr. Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> You're true. Why not? Mr. Dolphin is important. So I think Mr. Dolphin would be awesome and would be a little comedic relief in this dark story. So why not? Um and then I said Marae from the first part. I'm not sure how she's going to fit mm. into this part, what she's going to be doing. I, I, I do like, um, I, I'm not, I, I didn't really like Kyrie that much. So I would be okay Same. if I didn't see her, but Leslie Kyle is okay. 
I think if it's applicable to like what we're trying to do in the story, um, which at the end of the first part, I'm not too sure. Maybe he'll show up in Wutai or something. Because uh, Don hmm. Corneo's there and kidnaps Michael Elena. And do you know what I'm saying? So maybe they could do yeah. something where he... Because he wants Don Corneo dead, right? So I just feel he, like... Yes, he wants retribution for uh, yes. his fiance. Yeah. So maybe it could be that he's the one that shows up in Wutai during that sequence when the Turks are there and uh, Don Corneo kidnaps Elena or something. I don't know. Anyway, just like, you know, brainstorming. Mm. And I then I said Brian Lockhart. So this is actually Tifa's dad. So his name is Brian. And this was mm-hmm. actually shown in the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, Ultimania. So he was included in that. And his yep. it actually had his name in there, which is awesome because in the original, it just said Tifa Papa or something like the Japanese mm-hmm. version. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so people didn't really know what his name was, but um, I, I think the likelihood of him being in this is higher because they've already made his character model and his art is already been made and he was in a flashback sequence in this game so yep. like you said about Mount Nebel and the reactor and everything happening there I think that we might get like have you seen the Last Order episode the anime episode I did but I don't remember everything unfortunately so there was a big story point for Tifa there and her her dad her dad has a big part in this because it shows how you know Sephiroth destroys Nibelheim Mm -hmm. and uh, Zangan is there and then he tells her basically that like Sephiroth has gone to the reactor and her dad's there so then she freaks out and then she goes there and it shows all of that stuff like he's dead and then that we had a flashback from that in this part but we didn't Mm -hmm. get to see that all play out so maybe they could take that and kind of recreate it in the game or something like that. Um, and then obviously like that is a key point for Tifa because once this happens, it's like her, it helps us understand her motivations, right? And, and feel mm-hmm. for her as a character even more because her dad's dead. Her mom died when she was eight. Um, mm-hmm. There's a part in Last Order where it shows like her and Cloud as children and then like, the bridge collapsing and then like everything happens and her father basically says like he doesn't want her to see cloud ever again and this happens when she's a child so oh, right when they fall fall down the bridge and get and exactly, then she ends in a coma yeah right exactly right, right. so this could that could potentially happen and they could show that and then her dad ends up dying and then like it's so tragic right so it just i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel like it's it's an important moment for her as a character yeah also a little bit for cloud because yes the, the scraped niece is alluded to in the remake here in exactly. this um, short flashback when he falls into the church this was also in the original but here we see it and to like <clears throat> go off this point to know more what it's all about with this uh, scraped niece mm-hmm. and this this alone don't it doesn't um well does does it spoil anything i don't think so because the thing is is uh 
if there's four parts, it will be, be in part three, like Sephiroth manipulation, that uh, he's just a puppet, he is created mm-hmm. by Hojo, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any memories, his memories are from, from Tifa. I think it could still work when we, when we see uh, those parts. I, I think we only saw those, like the cloud and scraped knees and stuff, is in his, um, his subconsciousness in the live stream. I think we only see it there. Yeah, when exactly. Tifa and him is, are trying to piece everything together. But if, if you see a few things, memories from before, mm-hmm. especially in, in, um, from, the, from Tifa's viewpoint with yes. uh, Brian and stuff, exactly. this would make sense because that's Tifa's memory. And, but the Cloud ma- might not remember this. or Of course he does be- because we need to remember in the first part there was a scraped knees and then we... Yes. Scrape Knees was there, was uh, still there, but from uh, Tifa's point of view, and then uh, Sephiroth's claim for Cloud being made of Tifa's memories makes them more sense, or even more like compelling for Sephiroth to say the truth. It doesn't contradict anything. This would work, yeah, true. And Zangen like rescues Tifa right after she's been kind. She's been injured right by Sephiroth. Yes, when she cuts, uh, he cuts her down in the reactor. Cloud t- uh, carries her outside, which we don't know, which sh- which we shouldn't know until live stream sequence. But this could be a hole, like we don't know who got her out. It says in the then, uh, in the uh, like I'm just on the wiki page, and it says the, in the yeah. Last Order episode that Tifa is rest. It says Tifa asks for her father. Zangan replies that he's gone to Mount uh, Nibble, so she goes, and then she's injured. Mm-hmm. And then it says that. Oh, right, right. Um, so she arrives, she gets injured, and then um, mm-hmm. Tifa is holding her father, which we see in the flashback we already see, yes. in part one. Mm-hmm. And then she declares her hatred for Shenren soldier, and uh, it says that she runs into the reactor, she's disarmed, but it doesn't say that Zangan actually uh, rescues her. But I think that I read somewhere that he does. I think that he's he, the he one br- that brings, brings, her, he brings to her to Midgar. Midgar. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. So maybe that's what we'll get to see, right? Is that yeah. that this, part. This could be, yeah. We, in the original, we see Zangan only. Um, hang on. We we see him briefly when uh, we enter Nibelheim in the flashback and go into, I think it's the inn. He's there and jumps over Cloud and does a few moves. And uh, the, I think this it's it's where he uh, tells Cloud what he has mm-hmm. one hundred twenty five uh, students all over the world. Blah, blah blah. And then we see him again when everything's burning. Yes, he tells Cloud, "Oh, go over there. I look over here and stuff." So it would That's be it. cool if they show, though, that, okay, this is, he's the one that, like, rescues her, takes her then to Midgar, mm-hmm. I guess, to get yep. um, medical attention, right? Yeah, and then, then we see uh, Marl taking care of her. This would be a nice tie-in to the Midgar arc, because she, she says that Marl has been taking care of her for the five years she was there. Yeah, Maybe he gets injured. On the way, because there's a part where later in the story, when she's back at Nibelheim and it's recreated and she finds a letter in her piano, right, from Zangan. And he says, like, I can't jump anymore. So maybe somebody, like, tracks him down and tries to kill him when he's, like, going to bring Tifa to Midgar or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Sephiroth who, like, we don't even know. Anyway, this is crazy. I mean, it's not crazy, but we're just, like, 
you know, trying to kind of predict and make connections yeah. here and you know what I mean to see, but that would be course, really yeah. cool just to give him more screen mm-hmm. time and just kind of show that background because he was there for a plot device in the original and then they kind of just like put him to the side and we just don't hear or see from him ever again. And I think that that... Yeah, that's a bummer. But it's a bummer because he's so cool as a character mm-hmm. and they... He is, yeah. His character art, like they already made it. I just feel like they could definitely do something with him, so... It's so interesting that just a cool design and some lines of dialogue and a few things you know about the character make him so compelling. Mm-hmm. Same thing in uh, the Final Fantasy Versus 13 trailer with uh, Stella. Yes. We barely know anything about her because mm-hmm. the, there's the um, conversation with Noctis in one of the towers. Yeah. And then the standoff and uh, she looks pretty cool and has a, a rapier. And everyone loved her. And then Luna Freya got announced and we know, know exactly. more about her. Exactly. Oh, then we were like, boring, but... but... <laughs> it was good. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't know anything about Stella. And still, she was great. Same effect with Sank. And we know he has so and so many students. Yeah. He is strong. He's a fighter. He taught Tifa, brought her back to um, Midgar. He defended or uh, saved a few people in Nibelheim with Cloud. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Zack, I mean. <laughs> so, but that's that's everything. We don't know everything else. This is, uh, yeah. And then I said um, Elena as well. I don't know ah, if we'll be yes, given uh, a little bit more background there about her as a character. Obviously, we already are given story about, like, obviously in the original not as really. well. A little bit, but not, yeah. So, bit. But not really a backstory. It's just like a story that we know yes. she's a Turk and how she is and what happens. But she has a backstory in Before Crisis. Yes. She's... That's the sister of the main character, Shotgun, I think, if I remember correctly. And she doesn't want to um, to join the Turks at first. She, she hates Turks, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then something happens, I don't remember what, and she still ends up in the Turks because she has uh, the skills. The right skill set. And, and Reno gets injured, right? So she... He could be, yeah. Oh, you mean in the, in the original game, yeah. Yeah, because she's from, in uh, the Mithril Mine and she introduces yeah, yeah. herself to the party in the Mithril Mine because Reno sustained injuries. So he's not with the group, right? Definitely. Because he, he got um, beat up at the pillar and then he's injured. He's injured twice in the remake, <laughs> which is funny. And yeah. I don't know what we what they could do, but I just feel like it would be an opportunity there for that character. Oh, for sure, for sure, she should uh, get or receive a bit more screen time, a bit more background, maybe even from uh, Reno and Drew. It's a bit, uh, kind of an episode Turks would be really cool, mm-hmm. like a, a si- Turk side story DLC, something which is all about the Turks, like uh, uh, maybe even some before crisis missions and stuff uh, they do off screen in. Yeah, uh, in the original game and remake and stuff. This this would be interesting, definitely. But there's not too much expansion to be made within the game proper because it's yeah, you're playing with Cloud and Tifa and rest. So yeah, that's true. I don't know. Would be weird to just change to yes. the Turks for mm-hmm. a few hours and have a completely different fighting mm-hmm. style and uh, I don't know. A spin-off game. A spin-off game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I said I want more Yuffie. Obviously. Oh yeah. Yuffie's always cool. <laughs> Even though she's annoying, but she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I said Bugenhagen. Mm-hmm. Anyone? 
I want some. I want some. I want some more Bugenhagen. <laughs> Bugenhagen's really a real nice guy, and maybe a little bit why he. Also, the remake needs to make clear: is he sitting on a ball, or is this like a pr- prosthesis or prosthesis? I thought it was How like. Do you call it? I thought it was. Like didn't a, you tell me that it was just like um. It should be a floating ball. Actually, yeah, it was a but, device um, that he's standing on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like according to artworks, it's just a ball. Like it, it also makes sense because it's kind of a, like a Bud- Buddhistic um Is it a huge material? Imagery a little bit. I could be. Is that material? Probably, yeah. Like a huge like, uh, material. Levita- Maybe he's standing le- on a Yeah. For, yeah. Anyway. Levitate. Like le- Levitas, it's called in German. I don't know. It's how is the spell called in Final Fantasy VIII, where you float above ground? Is it just float? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I think it is float. Yeah. Because German version uses the, the Latin name Levitas. I think it's Latin name for uh, being a float or f- yeah, flow, float. It is. It's just, just called float. Yep. Okay. I yeah. just looked it up. Maybe it's a float material. That would it be could cool. Be would be real nice and then we like he, he gives us maybe a pulls out a small fragment out of his ball and gives it to us and then we have the float material yay mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can uh, like run across rivers and stuff <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the, the blue chocobo anymore yeah <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much it for me for characters that i i want to see more story for what about you i have picked a few like minor characters because i think it's more interesting to really flesh out minor characters like johnny in the original it he was there mm-hmm. but he was kind of not he just was an npc you had to talk to him and didn't really know he was there if you didn't talk to him so of course they can flesh out johnny a little bit more i think we see him in uh Corsa del sol yes if i'm not mistaken yes we do but nowhere else he should also, we should also uh, come across him in uh, Gold Saucer. It's like the big wall market version. Yeah. It just fits. Maybe even, and then maybe he, he loses all the money and goes back to Costa del Sol. And I don't know. It's, it, there should be like a, a, a definitive um, Johnny story, like mm-hmm. where he ends up, what he does. Yeah. Maybe we even meet him in Wutai, however he gets across. I don't know. <laughs> But it would be it would be fun, like in in the Turtles Paradise. It's just Johnny drinking his sorrows away, and or maybe he found a girlfriend. I don't know. He we leaves him again, and then he's back in Costa del Sol. Or maybe in, they at just the end, they'll have <laughs> um, they'll connect him and Kyrie or something because didn't she steal his oh, wallet right. in the she first steals part? Steal his wallet? Yeah, right, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, it maybe could be that they date or something. I don't know. Yeah, date, but they then break up again because it doesn't work. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It would be funny. It's it, there's potential there to be just comic relief uh, for NPCs yeah. you don't have to talk to. But this is the the biggest one because the, there's also the calm traveler mm-hmm. in the original. He's only there to give us the um, the golden chocobo and the uh, three master master materia. F- for beating Ruby and Emerald Weapon. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a cut uh, quest where he had to find um, letter for for or of a mother and a daughter. There are two letters from his to his daughter and to his uh, wife, I think. Or was it the other way around? I don't know. And then you uh, you found found those and 
gave uh, gave them back to him or something and mm-hmm. i don't really remember how it goes but there was something in there because those two items are still in the files so data miners found those two files or those two items are still there mm-hmm. but just on use because they had to cut or didn't manage to finish this side quest or something i it would be cool to kind of include this in some fashion like yeah. uh, the traveler we, fi- we find in some some areas like Owaka the 13th i think it was in 10 yeah or Owaka the 3rd 13th something like that just a uh, uh, walking salesman there's just everywhere the traveler always has something for us or in final fantasy 9 the travel the traveling moogle what's it called again still skin I, I i don't know if it's if he's called still skin in yeah. uh, in english but it's in german it's still skin it's just this uh, i think kind of tiger striped moogle it has also a pretty cool uh, gear and items to sell yeah 132 was her name again it's like chocolina uh, or something chocolina yeah right 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 <laughs> right chocolina i think it's chocolina a- yeah yeah Chocopocolina! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, ha! Ah! <laughs> you yeah, have to buy your yeah. items from her. Like, what? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good times, good times. Uh, you mentioned Miss Dolphin, and I mentioned Priscilla. <laughs> because uh, she's such an adorable little 12-year-old, yes. I think, girl, who gives, it her, uh, gives you Shiva material and has uh, materia and has uh, this cute animal... <laughs> A familiar or something called Mr. Dolphin. Yeah. And fleshing this out a little bit would be pretty cool. Maybe not extremely because there's already kind of a story there. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe one side quest there with her. and mm-hmm. Or maybe you can even, um, before you have to use the dolphin to get up there, you just can play around with him a little and do some, uh, like, like a mini game, like jump through hoops and mm-hmm. learn how this works. Just for fun. And then stuff happens, and you need to go up there, and then you know how the, the uh, Mr. Dolphin works and uh, jumps, and then there's just a, a different version of this mini game to get up yeah. there or something like that. That'd be cool. Maybe. Yeah. And then we have Esther. Do you remember her? I think she's also called Esther in uh, in English. Yes, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the Chocobo, uh, Chocobo Racing Manager. Appar- apparently she looks really funky or funny. Like maybe weird makeup and stuff in her hair and uh, like pastel mm-hmm. colored dress. I don't know. It's just weird 80s style. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> just like a, some, someone that just came from, from an 80s party. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm looking forward to her. Like she, she needs to be like this really eccentric, weird woman manager that just uh, a kind of uh, salesman attitude, somewhat. Um, yeah, would be and and just and still kind of the, um, the the, the black duck, like the odd the odd one out sort of sort of kind of a in a weird way uh, an outsider but still in there and doing her best like something something like that and when the, the gold saucer is a little bit hopefully expanded upon two like we can go uh, after we get the buggy we can get, get go back and do some more chocobo racing and like ex- 
using this as the Chocobo minigame in part two, because um, we won't be able to race, uh, breed and race Chocobos until much, much later, mm -hmm. last part. There should be something in there, not just race once and you're free and then go on with the journey, but also uh, race a little to win prizes and then go on to Gonagaga and Cosmo Canyon. Would be nice. And she's our personal manager and can interact with her and would be cool. Just like another NPC that gets more screen time. Yeah. And do you have something to say? It for, could be that, that she's or? like... They could reveal that she's related to Sam or something. Chocobo Sam. I don't know. Oh, his uh, <clears throat> estranged sister or something. It could be. Yeah. I don't know. There's ways to. Sure. Why not? Right. To right. Do something a good, like a good that. Idea. Maybe. Yeah. Or not even. It could just be that he w she was like he trained her or something or. Anyway, oh, both bo both were trained at the same yeah. place, and she ended up in the gold saucer, and she uh, he ended up in the yeah. slums. <laughs> Wall market. <laughs> yeah, Wall market. Yeah, yeah. Both both are kind of like um, they call those vice cities, kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eddie has that yeah. coin, right? So there's something about that coin because remember when you're oh, like right, trying to do something right, with the coin and then you say right. no and then you keep the coin maybe he has a double-sided coin and you can show her yeah the coin. she might be like kind of where did you get that you know what i mean like yeah. the only other person that i know that that has one of those is chocobo sam or something yeah and that then would be really could, nice like a connection yeah you know <laughs> that would be cool yeah or maybe maybe she uh, yeah she was his uh, pupil as you said or or uh, he was uh, best in uh, like where they both learn, or maybe both were uh, learning on the Chocobo Ranch yeah. first, like when they were little, exactly. or maybe grew up there. I have no idea, something like that. And then just happened to be other places, and, and she's fond of him, but he's not fond of her, or something like that. <laughs> be pretty cool. They could just, have that. Just some, some yeah. side story, yeah. It could be, yeah, definitely. Chocobo Billy in there too, you know? They could yeah, all be together yeah. or something. Definitely. They could show something like Maybe that. Maybe they're all they're all all siblings and the old old guy is just their father in the yes. Chocobo Ranch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Be nice. Um then two really obscure ones, the man in the cave and the weaponsmiths. Completely optional. There's so many of but, these characters though that where it's yeah. just like you literally talk There's to them so once and they just give yeah. you something. <laughs> And I just love yeah. that it's like man in the cave. And I'm like, yes, this this, <laughs> this is what this game was. Like, it was just like... Yeah, just some, some obscure, really strange... Like calm traveler, man in yeah. the cave. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. there's an NPC woman, like, you know, in this one corner that you go talk to like three times and then she'll give you a potion. Or like, do you know what I mean? It's just like these oh, random NPCs yeah. where it's just like... I just remembered the, the the guy that that looks at the um, the Shinra twenty six like the the rocket, and when you talk to him like four times or yeah. something, he gives you the Yoshiyuki sword for a, a as a thanks or appreciation <laughs> for listening to him. This exactly. one needs to be there. Yeah, maybe even the Yoshiyuki as as a present, just just like for good old old, old exactly. time's sake. Yeah, but yeah, the man in the cave and the weaponsmith they could have like. Not just those weird quirks they now have gameplay-wise, but maybe even um, 
a side quest optional one. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, when you go to Gungaga, or if you're not going to Gungaga and turn left, then you reach this, uh, this little uh, peninsula, I think it's called, with uh, this lonely uh, Eremitus. No, Eremite? Like the hermit, hermit. It's called uh, Eremit in uh, German. Okay. That's why I confused it. Yeah, hermit, <laughs> uh, yes. Hermit, yeah. Her Hermit's hut is weaponsmith. And you go, uh, you go there. Oh, cool, weaponsmith. Uh, what, what do you have for me? Ah, sorry, I'm out of mithril. I need something or something like that. And then uh, he directs you to, oh, there's uh, some, some old guy in, or weird guy in this cave over there. <laughs> Might know something. And then you go there and you need to wake him up somehow. Yeah. Maybe she, he uh, says something in his sleep to give, him, give you a hint. And then you go into the mithril mine and get something or what have you and go back and then oh, he wakes up and then uh, gives you something that the other guy needs. Just run around a little. Would be pretty cool. Whether it's feasible or not, I don't know. Yeah, you wake him up, right? Sleeping old man. Oh, right. It's the sleeping old man. Or a sleeping man? Sleeping old man? Sleeping yeah, old man, like yeah. That. Right, right. Not the man in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> man cave. <laughs> Maybe there's a connection between the shopkeeper in Wall Market that's like lying down on a bed. Oh, you mean the material guy, this weird hippie? <laughs> like, why is he lying on a bed? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And the other one is also lying, exact same model, different, uh, different uh, texture, but the same model and the same rigging and the same animation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, sure, you know that connections guy. Everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, connections everywhere. Everyone is related. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then um, we we alluded to this before. Sex parents, mm -hmm. where the parents themselves don't need too much expansion, but uh, just a little bit more integration into the story, and also, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe the, since it's probably not optional anymore, it still could be optional, but I don't think so. They're like the the, the driver of this part of the story of this story segment so they automatically gain a little bit more fleshing out if they can talk more about Zach maybe you can talk to him several times or you they don't talk much and you go out and speak with your uh, teammates and you go to the, to the reactor again or something like that to, to talk with other townsfolk find something else out maybe something about the past there you go back mm -hmm. and ask the specific question and then they talk about the sun and then you get um, maybe a short flashback too not playable of course just maybe a, a short scene just more sack <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then there's godo he does have quite sizable screen time in, in the original like we talked to him a few times and then uh yuffie has to fight him and yep. then there's the the scene at the end where he t tells uh her to steal all the material when they're <laughs> quest is over but a little bit more of, of godo because he is um what is he called the, the like the, the governor of wutai or something mayor governor i don't know really what his title is there but just the leader of wutai and or maybe even was um the emperor kind of but this this really ties into with the, the war uh, between Wutai and Shinra and how they f fell from grace and it's now just a tourist attraction kind of. They can, could really hammer this in and 
give much more much more background that you can see more of this have more interaction with him with uh Yuffie mm-hmm. and maybe even a, a short flashback um scene sequence where he tells the group what happened there because uh, Yuffie's just upset upset and runs out, off and then oops what 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 happened here and then he tells the story or shows the story so to speak something like that and yeah but there's I also have uh, ideas for part 3 or 4 like the last one but that's for a completely other episode of this podcast because <laughs> we're already running uh yes pretty late <laughs> Yeah, I think that Goto is a good. I, I think so. Yeah. I think that that, like mm-hmm. that sound. It's it's they could definitely do something with that character for sure. I'm also interested how they handle the uh, Turtles Paradise, like the flyers we find all around. If do do we still find the flyers? Hmm. Are they still a thing? I think so. That, that would, would be cool. cool. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. All right, I alluded to something before. Biggs. Biggs is now alive. Mm-hmm. Biggs is, uh, like, since Barrett's avalanche cell is gone, poof, up in smoke, because he's the leader, and now he's part of another group. Biggs is alone. Jesse's dead. Wedge, presumably so. We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe someone caught him while he's, uh, he was flying out of the window or something, or... He landed on so- somewhere and still alive. But mm-hmm. for now, we kind of assume he's not alive. So Bix is alive. Bix could either just stay there at the uh, leaf house in Sector 5, just be there for the kids, or he can like go out, seek out uh, the original or the, the old guard avalanche and start something there. Maybe um, found his own cell and then help like really go, go help Wutai or go help um, mm-hmm. Fort Condor just be more more involved if the, in, in the story going forward just not with the group but kind of behind the scenes and helping either Avalanche or Wutai or both or something like that maybe he's even uh, been promoted to a general by the end of the of the whole remake series we don't know yeah. I don't know just something like that just give Biggs something to do Give him more of an arc because, to be fair, or to be frank, in the remake, in the first, this first part, he didn't really get much substance to him. We know a little bit uh, of him. We had a few, a few interactions, some talks, and we knew a little bit. But it's just in comparison to Wedge and Jesse, it's just not that much to be yeah i was surprised that wedge got so much screen time actually and so much story like more more exactly things to do i feel yeah like more of a focus yes yes he he, he just wanted to make a difference even in the original and here he could make at least some difference Mm -hmm. like uh saving more lives in uh sector seven by convincing the guards to open up the gate so everyone could uh, run out Mm -hmm. And then also um, in the Shinra building by calling up the old guard avalanche so they could kind of disrupt uh, Shinra HQ a little bit so we had it easier to um, like flee or something, although we couldn't because the chopper got, sh- got shot down by Rufus, so he kind of got everything back on track again in terms of OG story. 
But yeah, he got really a lot of screen time, a lot of not really background, but characterization mm -hmm. and a story arc. Because he did make a difference and he tried and tried. He was kind of the underdog and the sort of comic relief a yes, little bit. Yes. And of course, Jesse had her huge arc upstairs mm -hmm. in uh, on the plate. Uh, Biggs, he's the strategist. We learn a little bit uh, that he overplans everything, makes uh, worries about everything, and yes. There's not too much more that's so... He's more like a, like a vehicle to present the other two, kind of. Yeah. It feels like that. Because he also talks about Jesse and Jesse's dad and explains uh, her motivations to join Avalanche and uh, go into planetology. So it's... He really needs more. Not just, oh, now he's living with the kids in, uh, in Sector 5 at the Leaf House. He's fine. This would be really anticlimactic and a little bit of yeah, a shame, to be honest. So, go Biggs! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that we we just don't know with these, like the introduction of, you know, alternate timelines and all that sort of stuff. We just don't even know. Like, the possibilities are just endless. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they could still show... Um, jesse alive in an alternate timeline when she's at gold saucer as an actor or something where she didn't end up leaving her acting career or something you know and i'm not sure i'm just like my brain's if just going my are, brain's yeah. just going and going and I'm <laughs> like fine. oh my god yeah if there are multiple timelines i my theory goes into one timeline but not quite yeah like, not really parallel timelines where stuff happens differently, but mm. uh, ah, it itches to give some hints, but... Yeah. Let me give some hint. It's some, it has something to do with the live stream and something to do with, uh, like, doing things again. Mm -hmm. Remake. It has something to do with remake. Yeah. That's the only thing, only hint I gave. And... You can also uh, listen to or watch Final Fantasy Peasants' yes. latest videos. I think the one about Jesse, the one about Aerith, and both two, uh, Aerith and Dream State and stuff. He has some points or uh, m uh, several points that kind of overlap with my theory. Mm -hmm. So if you watch those, you might get an idea where my theory goes and what kind of the conclusion of my Aerith analysis will be. Which will then be like refined with uh, the cloud analysis and Sephiroth because all of that is intertwined and the ending, of course. But I can't do everything at once because then it will be, I don't know, five hour video or a six hour live stream yes. where I just ramble on. <laughs> this is not feasible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I liked what you said. Like, that's why they hinted at it's called Final Fantasy VII Remake for a reason. And the remake exactly. doesn't mean that the ga they remade the game, it actually means something else. And then the yeah. second part, they're going to call it something else, like Final Fantasy VII Reunion. And then... Maybe. If there are four parts, then Reunion must be the third game. The second game must then be a recollection or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then the last part is... Uh, it could be uh, a Remembrance. 
Or something like that, yeah. Or reunion and then rebirth is... or like something. I don't know. Yeah, rebirth of a yeah, kind of something like that. Just re. <laughs> but then you don't really know which one was the first, so they kind of have to have a number somewhere. Maybe I don't know. All right, guys. So we talked a lot about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. We are moving on to the next detail of news that we got, but we're talking actually about Final Fantasy XVI. So Final Fantasy XVI did get a reveal trailer at the PS5 showcase event this past Wednesday. There were rumors swirling around on Twitter that it would be re- revealed during the event. After some, I remember that some Twitter users had like kind of dug up the official Twitter accounts that were being registered, I guess, or something from the various regions. And it had Final Fantasy 16 in the name. So they were kind of like, oh, Mm. you know, we're going to get something soon about that. I was actually really surprised that we got to see this game. Um, I just didn't know that it was this ready. Like, I just, I didn't even, I mean, we don't know how ready it is, but I just feel like I I didn't think that they were going to reveal something um this soon because the console's not even out yet and who knows how far away it is until this game's going to be released but i was actually pretty surprised and it was like the first trailer that they showed it was definitely a nice surprise yeah i most time because i don't really play final fantasy 14 i just know how it looks know mm-hmm. a few um like from trailers and stuff i saw and how it sounds so i don't know a bit of the soundtrack and this reminded me so heavily uh, of Final Fantasy XIV, which makes sense because some um, the Final Fantasy XIV uh, director uh, Yoshi, Yoshi P mm-hmm. is called. Full name uh, escapes me. Nao- Naoki Yoshida, Yoshida, Naoki Yoshida, I think mm-hmm. something. Uh, is the director there and the producer here of sixteen, and the co-director of fourteen is now the director of sixteen. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, composer Masayoshi Soken, I think it's called, is the composer of 14 and might be the composer for 16. Like uh, Alex Mokala makes a good point in his latest analysis of the trailer music because it has so many parallels to the 14 soundtrack, mm-hmm. how it's constructed. It would make sense because if, if it's kind of a similar team that's making it, why not also? take the, uh, the same composer. Also, the art department is probably still the same because it looks so much like mm-hmm. the, 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 the art design and kind of the era and the... Um, yeah, it's true. It's more yeah, it's f- medieval, fan- right? High fantasy, yeah. Medieval fantasy yeah. and political, kind of. It kind of has a little bit of influence from um, 12 because 12 was also very political. Yes. Less focused on the characters which is probably the, the same here. It also has, or it looks like it has type zero or type one influences. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, there was, I think, a phoenix in this type one mm-hmm. teaser that we got once or something like that. Kind of a, a phoenix rising out of this one burning guy. So it has, I think, elements or ideas from uh, other projects. Also the, the level of violence and blood also screams type zero <laughs> yeah so it's kind of an interesting direction it's interesting because i i watch this and then okay another final fantasy 14 expansion all right and then wait no 
could could this be type one and they uh they didn't talk about it any that that the problem is uh type one would have been um uh Hajime Tabata's baby mm -hmm. yes probably and he's out of the picture so yeah. not type one won't happen but it could so, be that they looked back at type one and the stuff that Tabata had done while he was there before yeah, he left. And then they took some ideas, of those ideas yeah. and then they were like, let's take this and mm -hmm. make it into the next mainline series, Final Fantasy. And then they're going to change sure. things. Maybe it could be. It looks like I agree with you. I, th I thought when I first when I was watching it, I thought that it was an expansion for 14. Um, you can definitely see the 14 influence there through mm -hmm. the visuals and the music as well, like you said. Um, and also the setting, it's more medieval, uh, which is similar to 12, I guess. In a way. In a yeah. way, kind of, yes. Um, but I did see a lot of influence from 15 as well with the character. I just feel like the character models, the hairstyles... A little bit more like 15 and then obviously when it showed the gameplay bit, yeah. as yeah, well definitely. it you know you're seeing kind of like, like the warp strikes the and warp stuff strike yeah. <laughs> element kind coming of. back yeah like i, I yeah. it did Dodging. remind me of 15 a little bit mm. um and with the action oriented gameplay which was 15's focus right definitely yeah and obviously we got a lot of that in uh seven remake as well but they did keep the materia system intact as well and they still and the ATP system exactly so which which is what i like so although mm -hmm. they didn't show you the hud there's no hud right so we don't know nope. what the combat system is what it's what it entails if there's going to be some turn-based element to this battle system um so it's hard to kind of make conclusions because we just there's yeah. so much we don't know it doesn't look like it it looks like it's more just action yeah, Based. so uh, some people called it kind of um, Dark Souls-y or even Devil May Cry-y. What I heard, I'm not sure if... It, it could be true that the battle director is the, uh, is the same that uh, also worked on Devil May Cry games. Could be. Oh, I haven't okay. checked myself, but I heard same. people talk about this. So this might be uh, the thing. It's also not... Sh not uh, it's hard to tell if we only... Um, control one single character mm -hmm, all the time mm -hmm. or if they just showed us segments where he's alone anyway or maybe those were just uh, staged um, battles or just fudged battles uh, yes. because they didn't want to re reveal more party members it could be. or anything um, or maybe it's really a one uh, one player or one character story but we have uh we'll have guest characters that we might not be able to control directly but uh, give commands to like in the in the remake you also can uh, without switching give other party members commands kind of in the same vein just without actual control of the others this are those those three um possibilities i see single character single character with uh helpers or just um like guest characters or actual parties, and we just haven't seen them yet. Yeah. But I kind of lean more towards a uh, single character with guests. I don't know why. I just kind of have a feeling about this. Mm. But just to make it clear, I haven't started analyzing the trailer yet. Yeah. I just watched it a few times Same. and I watched this... Uh, 
this this really cool um japanese learning uh video from a game gengo yeah who just bra- breaks down the uh, japanese version and just teaches the viewers how this uh which words are in the sentences so you can actually learn what's being said there and how japanese is constructed it's pretty cool so i i've seen it a few times uh kind of pieced a few things together but i haven't uh, watched any analysis videos yet i don't want to i want to go in fresh and do my analysis first and even uh, only after i finished my analysis and gave it off to uh read the scripts and edit then i want to watch the others or maybe mm-hmm. before that maybe i get some other impressions maybe something i overlooked i could maybe kind of include because it's always interesting to do the analysis yourself and then see what others got kind of compare notes and then enrich your own not like completely take someone else's work and just uh, write in there but kind of take ideas the others had like something you kind of missed or kind of misunderstood but kind of got right or not not quite and just modify there's something i i really like to do it this this is also good for like actually refining this whole analysis process so that you have real a full picture because just doing your own analysis and bring it out there will be so much missing every time mm-hmm. so um even even in, uh, in in the past with all these trailers, a few a few things I I missed, like just just tiny things or just an idea that sparked something else in my mind that kind of um, then cascaded through through the rest of my of my brain and and developed much more content for the analysis just because someone mentioned something mm-hmm. I could just add maybe another page of script or something something like that or just add a few lines to like make something more tangible or more in-depth it's kind of a i'd say it's a collaborative effort between um between content creators but it's also important to uh, to know that if you actually uh, take something you haven't seen at all and someone really took uh, or did some work with um, coming up with uh, this part or finding something like that, and you just completely missed it, then it's uh, it's nice to just mention this uh, this person, which I mostly did. And sometimes I just uh, add, like with uh, this uh, latest video, I added a special thanks uh, card at the end, where I thanked Maximilian Dude, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Peasant, Sleep Busy, and um, people on Twitter who posted translations and stuff, just to acknowledge them because. Uh, Doing everything by yourself is just mostly uh, not possible. It's a collaborative effort between us all among the fans. And you get a, a better, like a more coherent work out of it. And uh, But it's just make sure you credit other work if it's more than just like a, a little hint. That's just my, my approach. A little bit of behind the scenes how I work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I what I want to say is I haven't done anything like this. So... This section will be pretty short. We might uh, get back to this um, game in another episode mm-hmm. of this podcast, probably. Maybe not the next one. But yeah. I liked is... what I saw. I thought it looked really mm-hmm. cool. Um, there's just so much we just don't know, right, about this game. Um, yep. You know, I am excited that there's a mainline Final Fantasy game that's going to be coming out that oh, I'm going sure. to be able to play as well as 
remake content. So I, I'm yep. feeling pretty happy that, you know, I'm going to have more remake to play. Plus, like for sure, there's definitely guaranteed to be more seven remake coming out and also this new mainline game. So um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm really for looking sure. forward to it. And I'm hoping that we're going to get more information about this game in the future. Um, uh, apparently next year, sometime next year, mm-hmm. will be more information. Whenever. 1st of January 2021 or yeah. December 31st, 2021. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Just somewhere in the next year. Maybe maybe around, well, now you can't really say around E3. Just like yeah. this June, July portion of the year maybe. yeah it's interesting because it's like they they chose to show it now at the ps5 mm-hmm. showcase event and then like the ps5 is yeah. coming out in the holiday season and the pre-orders already started so yeah they they haven't like listed their launch titles yet and mm, they did i think they did there was oh. a follow-up yeah oh, there was okay. a follow-up i don't i only heard it or Read it in uh, on on posts on Discord and heard someone talk about it in, oh, okay. uh, in the video. Okay, interesting. I just think so it's interesting that quite. they chose this trailer to show as the first yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. So it, it was could be interesting. It could be f- closer to finish than what we think. Maybe people think two years, so twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Maybe. The thing is, um, this uh, video I mentioned before from uh, Game Gango, because the the lines are at times are so drastically different, like in terms of what information they convey. This sh- this this certainly is not um, just recorded or that those lines are not recorded for the trailer uh, oh, itself. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Because there, there's, there's too much too much difference. So does, those are probably scenes taken from the game because within the game they can uh, like um, present this information differently, like uh, in the Japanese for example, uh, when this this woman was talking, she dropped three terms or three um, uh, names or something within one sentence, and none of that is in the, the uh, Japanese version. So this uh, those lines could be just uh, moved around a little bit, like her whole speech would be kind of restructured in the English version to make more sense. And then in this specific part, because the, the visuals have to uh, coincide between both uh, versions. She says something different, kind of in uh, in the English version than she does in the Japanese mm-hmm. version. That's the theory from that guy because they're so different and it's unusual. And if that's the case, if that's the case, then it's not that far out. And apparently, it's in in development since last year. Okay. So pe- people say it's not confirmed, but. Uh, some in, uh, industry insiders apparently said that it's in development, which could mean full development started last year, or they started the inception of the project last year, but then this trailer probably wouldn't be this vast. And it had mm-hmm. so many elements in there. It had the talks between characters. It had mm-hmm. something that looks like the beginning. Yeah, like, it had uh, gameplay this, though. Like that's the in thing. This courti- right? In this so... courtyard, where uh, t- where she told this this guy, "Oh, you just knock out again, you bad bad child," or something like that, and you see the main character petting his chocobo. This part looks to be in the beginning. Some other parts look to be rather later, maybe. But also the the battles, especially Marlborough. That one is usually not a early game. 
battle. <laughs> Although, to be fair, there was a Final Fantasy XV trailer of the Marlboro pretty early, I think. So, yeah. It's, it's really hard to say. It's hard to say without actually going in into the trailer and dissecting it bit by bit. But I watched, uh, I listened to one other podcast uh, who talked about this trailer. And one of them said all the, those, those uh, sequences we saw could just be from the first quarter of the game. Like there's a, there's a, or maybe just the first few hours. Like there's a, some setup, stuff happens, war. Phoenix arises and Ifrit and stuff, and this is kind of the uh, the, the uh, what's it called? Not the ignition point, like the um, like where the story actually takes off after the setup, in in inciting incident, and from the, from then on, the actual story begins, like the real story arc. This could also be so that maybe we don't we're not really looking at uh, late game or mid game scenes. Maybe just the first few hours, or it's really just a midpoint thing, like in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI, where everything completely changes in the middle of the game. Yeah, it could be. I like that. So it's some yeah, people were saying like online that, that it looks like it's influenced by Final Fantasy VI as well. Possible, possible, yeah. Because yeah, that's true. That they they talked about that too. This uh, on on this podcast because it's exactly because of this. Um, this event that happens in in six, and then there's, I don't remember how much time passes, but quite a lot of time passes until we actually can play again or go onto the world map and uh, find the others. And it's quite a different world. And here, several years go by because this mm-hmm. uh, this guy is uh, kind of shaggy, has a beard, is older, looks older, is uh, part of his army, and before he was. Apparently, just the shield of this Joshua, like a personal guardian, it appears. I need to look yeah, into this. Yeah, well, I just read, and it looks like people are speculating that it actually takes place in two different, like two. It's the same character, but it's two time mm-hmm. periods. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's also what I got. And then it looks like also- that he gains his abilities through summons mm-hmm. as well. So when he's attacking, it looks like yeah. part of a summon is coming to. Yeah. Like it's when attacking. He's, he's fighting the. He's fighting the dragoon and uh, a, a, a phoenix wing or something like that exactly. appears in some tr- yeah. in some uh, slashes. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's pretty cool. And then somebody was saying basically, it's like how Joshua might actually just be Phoenix the summon because mm-hmm. uh, throughout Final Fantasy, there's been times when summons actually disguise themselves as humans like gentiana and mm. 15 and yes, also yes true the faith representations of the aeons and true in, um, yes that's that's true. final fantasy 10 and then bahamut disguising himself as well in the original final fantasy so mm, true yeah you know it could uh, be this this could hold some merit because in, in this one scene in this uh i don't know if it's a courtyard or just a street or something like that uh joshua kind of holds the hand of his shield of the main character mm-hmm. and there's kind of this this red glow in exactly. his hand kind of like like he's he's healing him or some mm-hmm. or it's just sort of of, of of a connection yeah and it really looks like he has the summon in him but maybe doesn't really know maybe the summon took refuge in in his body and then when he's extremely in distress the summon breaks out maybe and then this ifrit stuff it could be the uh, the, the main character being um kind of attributed to ifrit and the logo is usually a spoiler, an endgame spoiler for mm-hmm. practically every Final Fantasy. Yeah. 
it's fi it's uh, Phoenix fighting against uh, Ifrit, and if Joshua is uh, Phoenix, and our main character is Ifrit, and if they're maybe even related, I don't know, they have to yeah. fight each other in the end. Maybe this uh, this Joshua kind of turns evil because he can't maybe control the summon. Some have a different history or uh, fighting against each other, something like that. Uh, it's or we're the bad guy. It's so interesting to speculate about this. I really need to get into this analysis soon. <laughs> <laughs> People were also saying that it could be that there's different nations that are in, like they're at war with each other because it looks like that, of Joshua yeah. because they want the mm -hmm. power that he has. So anyway, yeah, it also looks like uh, Shiva. The, the in, in, in the very first uh, line, I think of the um, of the trailer, they talking about something. Uh, we need to take out this. Um, I forget the... Shiva's dominant. Dominant, exactly. Yeah, Shiva's dominant. So there are people that control the summon, kind of. Whether it, if they are completely yeah, separate beings it could or be. kind of they they hold this summon power within them. It could be that the 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 um the summons like choose a dominant right and that's who or or that yeah they grace their power upon or something exactly and those dominants are then kind of um the strength of a nation like the crystals yeah. in type zero yeah they still have crystals though they said something about yeah. the war they still have crystals each but nation the, the has time a crystal. the crystals yeah it has a crystal but the, the crystals time has gone or like hu humanity's ties to the crystal needs to be severed or something yeah. like that so they kind of want to do away with uh, the dependence on dependency on the crystals, mm -hmm. which could be a, a kind of to say this allegory, yeah, allegory or or kind of met allegory or me metaphor maybe for severing the ties to the the, the traditions exactly. to Final Fantasy. Like now, now we're going into a completely new direction. It will be it could be uh, it will be action based. It might not be party based. It uh, we we don't build our stories all around the crystals anymore. I don't know. It's just pure speculation for, uh, for now because I haven't gotten into this yet. Yeah, there's so, so much that we could talk about. Definitely about this. Oh man, this will be a long video again with uh, this uh, this, mm -hmm. this analysis. I probably need to do two <laughs> analysis: one with uh, lore characters and stuff, and one with yeah. uh, only uh, about battles, the battle system with how. Mm -hmm. it could turn out and stuff maybe. i think if I it's know. like if it's like bloodborne with a little bit of devil man cry but mm -hmm. traditional final fantasy elements like in remake where they gave you the atb but then also mm -hmm. action like in 15 yeah. that could be pretty awesome <laughs> you know like if it's yeah, a combination sort of command based yeah like combination of things so it's not just mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just action, but uh, I I love the Souls games, and I love Bloodborne, and I love all of those, and I think that the game could benefit from being maybe a little bit more challenging, but also cause you to think about what you're trying to do in gameplay, you know what I mean? Who knows? We just don't know, but... We yeah. don't know, It's obvious, but it's fun to speculate, <laughs> definitely, and the interesting thing is, the more I uh, watch it, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, the more interesting it gets. Because mm -hmm. when I first watched the trailer and was done, I had no idea what to think. I was just kind of dumbfounded, yeah. sort of, because I didn't expect it. And it looked mm -hmm. 
weird for a new main line. It didn't really sit well because I probably already settled in my mind, oh, it's some Final Fantasy XIV expansion or it's maybe Type 1 or it's yeah. so, some other weird Final Fantasy spin-off. And then it says 16, I'm, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, after watching it a few times, it's it's warming up on me, especially uh, since I can now watch it in higher quality and not mm -hmm. this weird streaming quality, which made look everything pretty bad, to be honest. But watching the the 4K version of the trailer looks it looks pretty good, even though some uh, environments look kind of bland, some effects are missing, but it's still early, so it's not even in the alpha phase, I, I presume. So. Yeah, I have to watch have it in a lot 4K as well, but... Yeah, you should, you should. There's also on, on the uh, Square Enix North American Press uh, website, you can download the trailer in HD only. Okay. Like a full, H, full HD, 20, uh, 1080p, mm -hmm. but it's still source material. It's not, it's not um, compromised by YouTube's uh, conversion, so... But at least on YouTube, it's the 4K version, so bo both yeah. are uh, valid. You can watch both. Well, I think that clues up uh, this episode. And if you guys have any questions or any ideas for suggested topics, you can write us at our email address. It's thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. Thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. You could also join our Discord. We have a Discord server just for this podcast, and the link is listed in the description of each episode, so you can just click on that and you will be added right away to our Discord server. We do have a Twitter account, it's at Reunion underscore podcast. Our Facebook is Reunion Podcast, and our YouTube channel where we also post our podcast episodes is The Reunion Podcast. We do have an Instagram account as well, it's at The Reunion Podcast. And Viz, did you want to drop your socials for Cosmo Canon Observatory? For sure. So it's at uh, CC underscore Observatory on Twitter, Cosmo Canyon Observatory on YouTube and on Discord. That's Those are the main platforms. Unless you want to donate something on Patreon, but that's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, all, all those links are also in each uh, episode or each video in the description. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing to be lost. Everything's there. All right, guys, so don't forget to like and subscribe, write a review if you feel so inclined. It is the best way to support us here on the podcast, and it's absolutely free. So I just want to say thank you so much to you, Viz, for joining me again today for this episode, and uh, hopefully we will talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs>